Welcome back, everybody, to Tales of Invendar, the Envoys of the Void. Where we last left off our party, they were at the edge of the sewers, getting ready to leave. And, uh, you know, Ko got to do some pretty fascinating things with his uh, paladin-y skills. And then uh, Boyd has a collection of pixies clinging to him for dear life. I call them my pixie sticks. <laughs> yeah, so anyways... <laughs> Let's pick back up where we left off, ladies and gentlemen. Boy, Co, Aelin. Yes, yeah, so you're all at the entrance to the sewers with uh, Ignin, Orpho, and the elf, as well as a little army of pixies. Boyd is going to immediately now look at Ignin and Orpho. Have either of you seen the human that I was charged with? He sprinted off back down the sewers. I wasn't going to chase after him. That is most unfortunate. Orpho, did you see anyone exit the tunnel? Uh, not that I know of, no. I haven't been here for very long, though. I will leave a ring for them anyways. He grabs out a ring that looks like it would be the least discernible as the mayor's ring. Okay. Uh, did either of y'all hear what I want to say she said to me in there? Did we, Jeremy? Did we see the head twist and all that? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Now, I, I just want to make sure that I have this straight. You are talking, you are asking, did we miss the horrific scene of eyes going dark as night, neck twisting like the limb of a tree as it falls to the ground, and speaking to you in a voice that was not her own? Oh, good, that wasn't in my head then. No, no, it oh. certainly was not, and I have many Many questions, my friend. But yeah. for now, no, no, you're right. Let's talk about this thing. Yeah. Ignan's like, I guess I missed something. Orpho says, yeah, that doesn't sound natural. That would be the void. When? I'm going to avoid it from now on. As I said, Ko, we need to be careful. I mean, it definitely helped, but... It comes with a price. I don't have terribly too much of my own experience with it, but enough to know to be wary. It changes you. Yeah. But there are times where change is good. For example, a caterpillar into a butterfly, a larvae into the moth. This is different. Who's to say this change cannot be supported, encouraged, um nurtured into an ability that could thrive. Seeing my friend devoid of all emotion when she was usually a happy, outgoing individual, enjoyed growing flowers in her garden. I, I do not mean to make light of your situation. I was merely stating that there's the possibility, like a dog that learns to bark, so you change it into something that barks in danger. I'll stay clear of it. All I know is it made me feel a lot stronger. Boyd's gonna look to Aelin. You're right. Perhaps we we should steer very clear. And then just kind of like rubs the air like I don't want to get sliced in half. Are we staying here or are we moving? I'd like to be far I, away from this town. I believe we must make quickly to foot. Um, right, yeah. Also, why, while you were in town, did you see any Horse-drawn carriages, or um, perhaps a oh, what do they call it? 
like a sleigh? Not that I'm aware. I mean, yes, they were merchants coming to and from, but unless you intend to steal from them. I do not intend to steal as so much as replace with extra currency than they could ever imagine to spend. I mean, I suppose that might work. It's a purchase, but if it is not feasible and we cannot be spending time around in town to procure one. Koza, are you from here? Do you Are you familiar with the area? I mean, looks back at the wall. Not here, but near enough. Ko, you also know that if you get caught with that kind of money on you, you're probably going to get lynched. Mm-hmm. I'm guessing you uh, also find your uh, pockets a little heavier than normal. I don't Wait. really know what I'm going to do with what I've got. Unless I try to give it a pop, but <laughs> honestly, I think he'd be more concerned. What if I enter your community as a wealthy benefactor? I should probably guard this outfit. Um, I could wear a cloak and cover my existence. I mean, unless you go looking for trouble, people probably won't give you too much. Then uh, if you have it in a separate pouch, I could hold on to your extra weight for you. Boyd ties off his pouch to show you that he's like, and you know what? He looks at you to avoid any suspicion of me garnishing your wages. He takes the, his needle and thread and just sews the bag shut. Is this more to your liking? I mean, suppose. Pulls out a pouch, tosses it to Boyd. Boyd puts it on the opposing side behind him. That's more money than I ever thought I'd see. <laughs> Perhaps in your community, did you have any such conveyances as a wheeled object, such as a cart, a wheelbarrow, anything of the sort? I mean, you could probably find something, but nothing as fancy as you were talking to him about. It is not fancy we need right now. So much as functional. Sure, it could be done. Boyd is going to do an insight check on Ko to see if he is afraid of going back, or his feelings on going back. You good with that, Jeremy? Yep. 25. I'm sorry, friend. Um... I I would say at this point you'd probably get Ko has no idea what the fuck to do anymore. <laughs> this has been this has been a hell of like two, a few days. He doesn't know if it's a dumb idea to go back or a worse idea to stay out. He doesn't have <clears> other <throat> ideas of where to go. Boy, reading your concern then is going to look down and then to himself consider the fact that you might be actually worried about your family members and those you know getting hurt. Then perhaps it was not a great idea on my part and we should venture in the other direction i don't know we didn't uh the pair of us didn't uh leave town under the best circumstances then we should i don't know if there'll be something waiting for us but if there is hmm. we probably shouldn't bring more attention that way then Aelin, do you have any suggestions or you find members of varying council not really so far i'm willing to work with both of you so far, we've seen to have found something of magic again. And that's the least of my concerns. How to bring it home is a different circumstance altogether. Then, my dear, I believe in this situation we have our grounds for a agreement, a binding contract, a exchange. For now. Bo is going to put out his whole hand so as not to insult her by giving her just a finger. She'll put her hand and shake. It means nothing to her, but... I wish to protect you and your kind, as you and yours have defended mine, and, well, Ko has carried one of mine. And you, our dastardly little elf, who decided to say you would tell us anything if I got you out safely. Well, you are outside. Okay, yep, ask me whatever you want to know. I'll I'll tell you 
everything that you you ask that I know the answer to. Why are pixies? Because pixies are full of magic. Are you not? No. Pixies are older. Magic has been gone for a long time, at least according to our legend. Do you have many legends? A lot, yes. I shall need to hear those. And what of your mayor's connection to, I'm sorry, Co. Aelin, what was it? The Baron? The Chieftain? The higher government official? Baron. Baron. The, ba the Baron, then. Tell me about your Baron. Um... A lot of the higher officials have been joining together in, in the research field of utilizing pixie bodies for magic. Unfortunate information. Aimee, was your name correct? Looks around for the little pixie. She looks at you and she goes, yes, that is a very astute observation. Do you believe you have more information on these topics than our chained friend here? Most likely. Boyd looks around. Fire fairies, I have another snack for you if you can do me a small favor. They grin at you. Boyd's going to put some cloth around the elf's neck, except for in one channel, and he's going to look to the fire fairies. Please, get this off of her safely. And they look at you, and they're like, we're going to need a lot of energy to melt that. You don't need to melt all of it, dear. Uh, dears. Um, just this pin, and he's going to point to it. They're going to put their hands together on it, like overlap them over each other, and you're going to hear sizzling, and the elf's going to scream a bit. Even with the cloth protecting her? Okay. When it appears weak enough, Boyd is probably going to take a knife or something to it just to do the pinstrike. Okay. You snap the collar. He gives them a, the, the same fleck of potato that he's been giving. They eat it. Did that restore you fully, friends? They shake their heads. No. We used a lot of energy for that. Insight to see if they're lying to me. 17. Uh, sorry, 16. They seem pretty healthy. <laughs> Boyd looks at them. Understand that lying to me is not the best way to create a relationship. I mean, we're not lying to you. We did use a lot of energy for it. They grin at each other. Your humor is amusing, and he gives them a small amount extra. They eat it happily. Um, Getting it off of her with my medicine check. Or do you want me to roll a medicine check to see if she's burned good? or was, did it not? Seem she, good? she has a burn on like the side of her neck from where the heat had gone through the cloth. And the cloth is pretty charred, too. Yeah. I don't need all that cloth. I get it off of her, and I look to her. Now, my friend, um, I, I must ask. You are now freed. You obviously have not regained your ear tips. Um, do you wish to venture with us until we are in safer standing, or do you wish to take your chances? I would rather be rid of you crazies. Understand you... that if you go to your baron... Why would the... I do that? He's going to put another collar on me and pass me around his servants like I'm some plaything. You're not wrong. And he's probably going to torture you for your information. Um, would it not be better to also sign into a agreement with us? I'd much rather just make for the woods. <sighs> I'm safer there anyways. Should never have left. What's in the woods? She hesitates. <sighs> I said I would tell you anything. I would like to ask you not to give you that information, and if you say I have to, then I will tell it to you. I do believe myself to be one that respects boundaries. But my beliefs are often wrong. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> but my beliefs are often wrong. Just tell me. No, um, my beliefs are often wrong. So, I wish for you to give me the information that you are willing to present. And if it is that your kin reside there, I fully understand you not wanting to endanger them. I want you to understand that the humans have already become a 
incursion on other race races. I understand this, and I would I am willing to divulge that somewhere deep in the woods there is some safe places, and that I will tell the elder of what you have done, and that if you arrive to treat you well with your permission. You have my blessing, and looks to the other two, and then the rest of the fairies. Or pixies, I'm sorry. Mm. One of the other pixies is like, I'd much rather eat this whelp. She helped pluck our wings out. As did a member member of your kind. They shoot daggers at Amy. Understand that these are very trying times for all of us, and some of us choose survival over freedom. More time than we can count. Amy goes, I chose knowledge. You also stated mere hours ago that you did it so that you wouldn't be in cages or in the ground. Therefore, you did it for your betterment, for the ability to thrive. That's true, but I also did it so that I could learn what these experiments they were doing and how we could turn them to our own advantages. I believe I found one of those. Aimee. Hmm? You do know that we are not the source of magic, though. Technically, there's magic in everything. So what we did was we used the magic in pixies to amplify the magic in other things so that we could push magic into other objects. That's just moving energy. The source is gone, though. It's moving and amplifying energy, yes. Boyt looks over to Ko. Strange question, my friend. Your energy seemed to pull the blood in. Did I witness that correct? Hell if I know. I haven't really done it much before. That's because he's channeling the void. Interesting. What if this void, in addition to blood and other various very creepy instances, it's also absorbing the magic of this realm, consuming it, pulling it in. It's more like preventing it from getting in. But, so the purpose of my research was humans can take void and transform it into regular energy, and we can push regular energy into objects to provide magic to people like me and my queen. So, well, does that mean Ko here could push the void energy into an object, an item, and then you could repurpose it in any way you wish? More or less is the thesis behind the experimentation. I understand. Your evidence is supported by this cloak. Then, I'm sorry, my elven friend, I did not catch your name. I am Yiva. Yiva, I understand. Would you be willing to bring us to one of the safer locations in the woods? Not necessarily a civilization, just a safer part of the woods that we may gain rest, respite, and move on till morning. I I can try. I've never actually been in the woods. I just know from stories from my parents. You sure she's not going to just sell us out again? Boy, does the insight check. Okay. 22. She does not appear to be lying. She does not know a safe place to take you. And uh, she does... Apparently all of this information is from stories, it would appear. You seem a little filled with self-doubt here. I will trust for you to... Return to your people and give your supportive me- message of our people. I wish you safety on your adventures. And he reaches into his bag some of your former master's meats and breads to go off of. She, like, rips the skirt she's wearing and wraps it or wraps the meats in it and gives you a nod and starts to run off. Boyd looks to Orpho. Do you believe her to be running at a speed fueled by fear? Yes. What else do you sense? I don't trust her. And what is your reasoning? I don't know. She's heading towards a smaller set of woods, and she said deep in the woods. 
this is very true, and I am also following this. Shall we read into one of Odus's lessons, then? Sure. Lay it on me, boss. Remember, do not offer or attempt to gain respect, honor, love through fear or force. This is an act of theft. Nothing has been earned, only taken. So... I go capture her? No, we let her go. If she wishes to resort to endangering our lives again, it has been her choice to value something over ours. And Aimee goes, it's very likely she's going to be captured again, and then she's going to be... Mm, she'll probably willingly give up the information about us to save no, her own skin. You're not wrong, little one, but it is up to her to make that decision, and hopefully by then we are far enough gone. We have enough okay. information. Um, Jeremy. Yes. I have Natural Explorer with Ranger, which and I have picked Forest, pretty much as my favorite terrain. Uh-huh. I would like to try to see if I can um find out where or which direction is the deeper part of the woods. Excellent. Make me a survival check at advantage. Twenty. The woods around here are shallow. You wouldn't find any deep, dark areas of the woods near the city. But on the outskirts of one of the farmlands, there's a huge, like, wilderness-type woods. Would I know what direction that might be in? Yes. So, Aelin is going to look around at the woods and go, If her story was correct, there won't be anything deep enough here. However, I remember passing some of the farms, and there was more woods there. Shall we try that instead? Are you certain of this? She nods. I'm used to the woods. Then I shall bow to your wisdom, queen. This way, then. Looks at Ko. Are you prepared for a fastened journey on foot? I mean, look, I'll be honest. I don't have a lot for, uh, I don't have a lot of comforts for roughing it for a long period of time, but I don't really see much of a choice here. I, I propose the first town that we find. We procure a mode of conveyance, then, for future treks. And looks at Ignan. Are you prepared for a journey? And yes, I am not asking on this one. You will be carried for a portion. I'll be fine, boy. You will be carried. Remember that you accepted to be under my command. You accepted and stated you would be fine. Yes, I understand. And she kind of leans on Orpho. <laughs> Orpho, do you accept? Yes, I'll carry her. Starts prepping all the pixies on him. Asking them various questions while the other party members do things, so I'm not talking the whole time. Co, mm -hmm. Aelin, preps for your trek. It will be several days worth of trekking. Yep, there's not much uh, prepping for me, though. How much food do you have, Johnny? Well, I don't know about how much uh, our Earth friend, how many potatoes he grabbed, but I still have my nice mess kit. I have, what was it, eight potatoes left, uh, one magical one, well, I guess... One magical one, and then whatever remnants are left from the previous one. Not much. I didn't think much. I have the wine. I have a portion of the meats that I didn't throw to the slimes. And some breads, still, from my civilization. As well as my day rations. As well as a bottle of mist. Yes, yeah. but I, I was going to add that in there. That seems like the emergency, throw it into the middle of the room, heal all the pixies business. I feel like it's far too mysterious for us to deal with right now. But, uh, you know, I, I feel like I might have missed that one if it wasn't up to you. <laughs> All um, right. Yeah, I mean, I don't have much unless we, like, go to set up camp near a, a body of water, and I think we're running low on food. I mean, that's fair, and I could be mistaken, but I had to go for the roll of threes. I'm sorry. There's a third one in there. No, I might be mistaken on this one, but uh, 
forest bodies of water they kind of go hand in hand even if there's a stream we might be able to collect via your net or via me spearfishing i got a rod i got some tackle i got a net we'll be fine that's what i'm saying but the net is probably our best resource to gain fish quickly because you could be sitting there with the, the rod all day yeah all right so let's do the first day real quick make me perception checks and are you going to rest I would say even if we do a short rest, I don't think anybody needs a long rest. Okay. Six. 18. Perception check. Mm-hmm. 22. All right. Boy, Aelin, um, while traveling through the woods for a bit, uh, you would notice a small, like, campsite. And when I say small, I mean very small campsite. Aelin-sized campsite. Could I scrap together some knowledge from the campsite with my perception? Sure. Or would you like to do an investigation? Either. Both will give you different results. I'll investigate with a 16. Okay. Uh, embers are a little warm. It's been out for a while, but the remnants of the fire seem to be burning. You can tell that more than one person was here, and you don't know which direction they went. I'm going to come over and investigate them. You get advantage because you're in your favorite terrain. Mm-hmm. This would be like a small patching of woods. Perception? Or investigation, whichever you prefer. Perception, please. You said advantage, 13. Okay. You notice a campsite put together by some sort of pixies. Not much to gain from it other than the fire is still a little warm, which means it wasn't too long ago that they left camp. How far would we be into the woods by now? You're going through a small patch of woods. It would be like the ideal spot to camp out, out off the road. So not very far, but a small fire like this wouldn't make much light. Can I try something then? Mm-hmm. Is there some type of shout or noise that pixies usually make that kind of alerts them to each other? Even if, let's say, before the each... void, we would have celebrated and it's something we would recognize. Each of the different types would have their own little like quirks and ways to make noise, but you and your uh, circle have sounds that you make to alert each other. Can I try to use one of those noises right now? Mm-hmm. As loud as possible to echo through the trees. Okay. Make me a... Uh, that's fine. I'll just have them make perception checks. And okay. while she does this, Boyt looks like... While Boyt is hearing this, Boyt looks to the rest of the court like... He is intending to be like, what's going on here? But I'm sure <laughs> that some of them will realize that I also want them to join in. And Reese is going to look at you and be like, she's just trying to reach out to our circle. I can try nature. One of the fire pixies is like, why would you do that? These are our tribesmen. Oh, they know. Mm-hmm. You see there's no like rubbing marks on any of the coal. Uh, most of the coal's burnt out really quickly. So it was made by us. Regardless, at least we'll hear that there's some, I'd hope, friendly voices nearby. At this point, we're still allies. That's you considering my people would call you friend. But what about someone who literally saved your life? I'm not saying that we are not tolerant of the queen. They might not be. Oh, no, no. I I was saying, you have wronged me not right now. But what if they learn that I have saved their kinsmen? Does that not spark? Probably not. Either way, you can return with them if you so wish. No, thank you. Then I believe we should be moving quickly. 
Is that no thank you to returning with them, or no thank you to contacting them? That would be a no to contacting them, then. And both the fire pixies say in unison, we would like neither. Then I, again, respect the boundaries of others. Can we disguise their campgrounds? Do we have a way of making this less noticeable? Less? No, I can't believe you saw it in the first place. <laughs> Boy, like, snaps a tree branch and makes it land on that and make sure that the embers are out before it lights the forest. Okay. Um, you can a cover it with a tree branch. Aelin's going to uh, post on top of Ko and look, keep a lookout. All right. You continue your trek for a bit. Um, are you going to set up camp here? Or are you going to try and set up further down the road? We didn't already do our short rest then, correct? Right. Right. further up should we keep the pace for a little while yes looks at Ko are you feeling faint should be fine for a bit just a long day Orphos like anybody want to switch as he's carrying Ignan Boyt looks to you I did offer she went to you and then he'll hold his arms out <laughs> he hands her to you and she's like my hero <sighs> My nuisance. I know, right? <laughs> we keep walking. Day turns to night. You're back crossing the road into another set of uh, trees. And you hear running water in the distance. Could I roll a survival to see if we're leaving tracks? Uh, Orpho is covering you, but you can if you'd like. Alright. Yeah, 19 plus 6. You don't appear to be leaving very many tracks. Orpho's doing a pretty good job of covering it. You did an excellent job while carrying someone. You understand what kind of a feat that is, yes? It's... it's what I'm good at. I understand it's your job, but everybody deserves praise when they're doing well. I suppose so. Thank you. I am getting tired, though. Carrying Tubby, and he gives her, like, this evil grin for so long, it's wearing me out. Boyd acts like he's gonna drop her. Oh, I know, isn't it just such a burden? She's going to playfully slap you. Missing a leg and two fingers, and she's still willing to playfully slap me. <laughs> you guys need help, then? No, we're just picking on Ignan. Oh. It's, it's playful jesting, friend. Alright, I'm just checking. Please. She goes, yes, if they were serious, I would have cut one of them by now. You, you did! Hmm, maybe a little. Anyways, he, like, Boyd shakes his head. Please let me know when your limit has been reached as far as exertion. I would hate for anyone to feel tired tomorrow. I mean, pixies are fine. They can all just take naps on the people. Then we keep going, Orpho. Okay, y'all are going to travel through the night. You are all going to take levels of exhaustion. I asked! If anybody was tired, we stopped. Well, that's what I'm saying. So, if you want to travel through the night, or do you want to set up camp? We'll probably set up camp then. Okay. That, that's what I'm trying to avoid. If anybody seems tired, we're going to stop. Okay. So are you going to set up camp at near the stream? Or are you going to set up camp near the road? Or as isolated as possible? I prefer not the road. Orpho seems about how tired. He's feeling it. You're feeling it. All right. Boyd looks to go. Do we believe we could collect enough rations if we went to the stream? The running water. Mm, depends how much of it there is. If there's stuff in it. If there's things to catch, I can get it. Boyd leaves Ignan with Ko and uh, Orpho. About how far does the running water seem to be? It's a stream. It's a nice stream that seems to run from somewhere in the distance coming down towards the town before it breaks out into the ocean. 
with my survival, could you give me a rough estimate about how far it is away? Give me a survival check. 18. It's about like five or six miles from where you are, but it's large enough that you can hear it, which means it's probably deep enough for fish. Well, I do not believe the running water is close enough for us to reach tonight, but it may be a good goal. Yeah, it would take you a few hours to get to it at a walking pace. Shall we set up then? I do believe, off the road, in into the brush. Aye. Alright, who wants to be the one to scout out a good campsite? I will. Alright, roll me advantage, survival or investigation. Advantage, you said? Yep. 20. Natural? No, 30. Okay. Um, You find several spots that would be great for you and the rest of the pixies. Not great for everybody else. And then you find one or two spots that seem like they'd be okay. I would lead them kind of to the area. It's like, we can't group up together, but that might be for the best. My people can keep watch since we can rest. Fair, but you have been through a lot. Um, I would suggest, before we turn down for the night, um, I would like to have a meeting amongst your kind and myself. It's fine. I think I might have something that I would like to discuss with you and Co as well. Then all of us should gather at the campsite. And starts grabbing stuff out, like realizing that we're just kind of standing here talking about a campsite. Yeah, so uh, pixies don't take long to find a place to rest. You take Ko, Boyt, Ignin, and Orpho to a, a decent place to set up camp. It's got a decent amount of coverage, but still visibility. And um, you'll start to set up y'all's campsite. Are you going to start a fire? What are y'all going to do for this campsite? I don't believe we really need a fire, because right now we actually have other meal options. And it does not seem, uh, uh, with our survival, does it seem like it's going to get to freezing tonight? No, it doesn't seem like it'll be too cold. Hmm. So, fire is not a necessity, and, 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 it, and in fact will attract more than it will deflect. So Boyd's going to look around. I do not believe a fire is our best bet tonight. Alright. He looks at the fire fairies. Like I said, I do not believe a fire will be in our best interest tonight. We heard you. We won't start any fires. Your cooperation is much appreciated. Boyt looks around and starts setting up camp and enlists Orpho to help. Okay, Orpho helps you set up a camp. Campsite's pretty decent. Do any of you have bedrolls? Are you sleeping on the ground? I definitely don't. I have a bedroll and a blanket. Ignan is going to call dibs on the bedroll. You definitely have earned something. <laughs> Orpho goes, a beating. <laughs> like, I love how much we're picking on her, even though, like, she is, like, I guess she didn't take the most collective damage. I took a lot of damage. <laughs> I'm just saying. But then she again, just lost body parts. Yeah, she did miss me taking all that damage also. She also did witness me attempt to renew her leg and gave me no reaction to that. So, looks around. Then I believe it is more than late enough for us to be having our big conversation. <clears throat> okay. So what are we talking about, Risa says. Aelin, would you like to lead or would you like me to take the floor? I absolutely would like to lead. As you are. Aelin's going to grab Amy, bring her forward. Look to Amy and it's like, sit. Do not okay. speak unless I ask you to. She sits down crosses one leg. I would at least like to describe somewhat of the situation that me and the rest of my kin are in. 
a little better. I'm not sure if I'm angry with Aimee or not. Oh, I expected you to be angry with me. Well, I am. At the same time, you did find a another solution, I suppose. So it's a little bit confusing. Boy, Ko, if for any reason we get stranded, I'm giving you this information because I believe it could be helpful. I'm giving Ko this information simply because he's helped me. Boy, I'm giving you this information because you're not alone. You have a clan behind you. Okay? One less member, but yes. My apologies. It will be some time getting over this. The issue is not necessarily with the void, per se. The issue is that magic is gone. From what I know, it is because someone or something got mad at our world. And we are now separated. It's hard to describe past that. But our world is alone. It's not connected to others. Therefore, it cannot get the flow of magic or energy. How is it that you have this information? Rumors? Stories? Do you believe in them? I do. I don't know the origins. I don't know who's done it. I don't know how to fix it. Then I do believe we have a bigger mission ahead of us. That is what I want to discuss. Is something like contacting gods and beings ahead of us, I guess you could say, is a very big mission. However, Aimee has, I guess, pursued something that our world could do. Being self-sufficient. I, I do not mean to insult you in any way, but am I to believe that your intent is to communicate with heads of theologies? Deities. Um, the closest thing I could understand to a deity is a, well, I've already met it, a, a prismatic dragon. And then there's you, which I didn't even think your kind still existed. I don't know. I mean, I can't really understand what's going on, but the void has a voice. That Do you is... know what that is? Yes, that is known as unsettling. I don't know what the void is. I feel it has like it's power. True. I feel it's replaced whatever gods or supernatural beings have left us. Have others of your kind mentioned hearing it before? Not to my knowledge. I do know it changes you in a very unsettling way. Avor mm. seems to be adapting quite well. True. Avor is going to look at you and be like, you call this adapting? Not feeling emotion or pain is adapting? It is. You, you have adapted. You are not excelling. You are not thriving, as I've said before. You are adapting. You have not let it consume your entirety. You have not fallen into a depression. You have continued to assist your highest member. You have continued to aid your allies. While your methods seem more than grotesque, you are still a useful and appreciated me member of our team. And I also look at Ko every time he uses that little thing that he does with his sword, like I should bathe myself in it. Thank you for not doing that. I would not recommend it. I would agree. Doesn't make it any harder. 
The thing about the void is it gives, but it, it also takes. From what I remember when I brought my court to the summer court, many of my people, if they chose to drink from the void, some of them would die. And when they died, they pushed their bodies into the void. It's not a solution for everyone. But it may be for some. I wish to in incur the wrath that may befall us if we continue to support Avor and Koza. They, they both have done great things for all of us. They should not be ostracized for their abilities. You're right. Same as, I should not be ostracized for mine or yours. But it's not for everyone. That's all I'm seeing. Boy's gonna reach in his pouch, his little animal companion pouch, and pull out Penelos. Penelos kind of like groggily opens some eyes and is like, Rawr! My friend, I have a small job for you, and I am so sorry if it frightens you. He's going to hurriedly put Penelos close to Aelin. Okay. His reaction? He just kind of like looks at her, looks back at you. Goes to Avor. He's going to kind of like, when you like move him to Avor, he's going to look at Avor and like struggle backwards away from her. Does the same thing to Weiss? Nope. Then to Ko. Same thing. Backs away from Ko. More evidence supported. I believe that there is an innate sense an instinct that there's something negative with the void. It may be something to fe be feared, but as sentient races use fire as a tool, many fear it. Many uncivilized fear it. Um, Penelos is going to try and struggle out of your hands. I let him go. I, I look. He's just going to kind of wander off and start like eating random things, like bushes and trees and stuff around. Like, taking bites out of things. I have the earth uh, pixie, the two fire pixies, and what are the others? Uh, the rest of them are um, summer pixies. Summer pixies. Wait, wait, wait. I thought they were unknown. Oh, sorry. Mm -hmm. You don't know what they are. Mm -hmm. They're non-void infected. Non-void. Yeah, non-void is what you said last time. Um, not having a strong read on any of them. Do either of... No, I guess the fire pixies wouldn't want to separate. I look to the earth pixie. Do you believe you could keep my friend over there safe? And he just kind of nods and starts trotting along behind him. Feel free to ride on his back. He wishes to be a horse one day. He's going to jump up onto his back. A little small for a horse. I understand, but let him dream. Let him dream. While we are here discussing this, and you're testing things, I would also like to test something. Avoid. You're not going to understand this gesture, but Boyd is going to raise his sleeve on this fancy jacket up to show his arm to reveal a tattoo. Yes. You are correct in your suspicions. Uh, she's confused. D do you, like, I'm gonna insight her reaction. I don't... She's confused. You don't need to insight it. She just looks very puzzledly at you. My misunderstanding. Feel free to roll your perception if you want to see what was on his arm before he covers it up. Sure. Let's do that. While you're doing that, Co, make me a perception check. Nine. Eight. Penelos has kind of wandered away with a little earth pixie on its back. Um, you getting a nine, I don't think you'd see it if I covered it up quickly. Oh. No. Can I ask what that was about? It may be for another time, then. Very well. The thing I wanted to try. And she'll turn to a four and it's like, I told you I wanted to accept you back into the court. 
Yes? Do you mind if we try? Sure. She is going to begin to, I guess, do this, like, I guess, uh, initiation back into her inner court. And make me an arcana check. 18. You feel like this bolt of energy, like, hit you and suck life out of you. Take seven damage. And Avor comes running over and she's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I I don't know what that was. Oh my god, that feels good. Uh, uh, are you okay? She gets up like, I'm fine. She's going to look her over. Avor looks very healthy. You don't feel that connection to her, though. She'll look to the rest of the members of her court. Did any of you feel it? They shake their heads now. It didn't work, Dun. I'm sorry, Avor. It's okay. I I will continue to serve you. You said it felt good, well, though. It was like... I don't even know how to explain it. Like, the best thing I've ever eaten. Noted. Voight would have been observing this ritual, this contracting, very, very closely. Is that how it's done in all courts? It's actually very similar to what you do for your pet dragon. I suppose it's maybe a little different. I've only done it with my court before. It's a very private thing. Boyd puts two fingers to the ground and gives his whistle for Penelos to return. About a minute goes by. You don't hear anything. Otho, will, will you go find? I'll go find him. Thank you. He heads off. While they're gone, Boyd looks to the members of the other Free Pixies. Do any of you wish to enter into said contract with me? They look at you confused, and they're like, "Can do you have the magic to do that? I believe I do. And then you hear, I said, give that back! That's my snack! And Orpha going, easy, little one. This is no snack, this is a friend. Well, that got all you young little bastards. And you see this little, like, graying creature following Orpho stroll into the camp, and it looks around and is like, Nope, too many people. Turns Wait. around, starts to walk uh, away. Wait, <laughs> friend. Wait, um, you wish for snack. Um, I don't wish to offend, but many of the shorter stature back home call them nummy num. Do you wish for nummy nums? Do I look like a fucking child to you? Wait, no, I'm not It's It's the name of the bread. Do I recognize what this is? This is a goblin. Is a, a very old goblin. Like, wrinkled everywhere. Graying skin. I say it out loud, then. It's like a goblin. Huh. Oh, look. A pixie. Too many of you. If you're alone, I might eat you. Then we are not alone, and I am offering nourishment. All right, scaly boy. What you got for me? Well, there are all the nummy nums, and I also have this meat stick. Meat. Listen. Okay, I don't swing your way. Ah. I'll take the bread. He pulls the meat stick out, and it's like meat on a stick. Huh. I'll take that, too. What else you got in that bag of goods? Well, that depends. Conversation. Information. Barter mm. and trade. How I old are you? That. Listen, child, I'm way too old for you. Oh, information and trade. If you're I'm older man. than me, you shouldn't be alive. Here's the thing. Sometimes you do things. And when you do things... You get old. And when you get to a certain point, you just stop getting old. Well, at least that's how it used to be. She's gonna, Anyways. She's going to fly really close to him, like, eyeball. 
and inside right. him. Let me make me self a bite attack. What's what's your AC? Is it lower than twenty seven? Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's not. This is yeah, it's a fifteen. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Co Boyd and everyone else is going to see this goblin's head twist and snap in such a way that he just completely engulfs like uh, Aelin. Aelin, you are inside of a mouth. Uh, there's, there's a tongue smacking you against his teeth. Yeah, she's gonna she's gonna put a dagger in between his teeth and between the gums. No, no, hold, hold, please stop eating. Ah, uh, twenty one. Yeah, you stab his tongue. He doesn't flinch much. He's just like, mm. continues to beat you up against his teeth with his tongue. He's not chewing you around. Uh, will I see that with insight? He's not chewing. I do not believe his intention is to consume you, friend. Aelin, um, I understand you are in his oral orifice, but... Um, 24 to hit the tongue? <laughs> yeah. Nervous, some people. Just walk into a camp. Eight. Eat one of my friends. She's going to continue He's... to stab him. He spits the pixie. Yeah, he spits you out onto the ground, covered in like mucus. And he's like, Bleh. "How dare you? Excuse you! You did rush in his direction." Mm -hmm. There's no way a goblin. This is a goblin. He should oh, not oh, be oh, that so old. So, so you're saying? And he reaches in his pocket and pulls out this like this little bitty like berry and holds it out in front of you, and your eyes lock onto it, and your mouth salivates. He's like, if I put this in your face, you're not going to try and bite it? I, I, um, she's going to try to shake out of it and close her eyes. And it's like, okay, very well. Make me a wisdom save. Uh -huh. <laughs> also, are the pixies still on me? Because <laughs> I also feel like. They're all watching this very intently. Oh, no, Most it's... of them are now staring at the berry. It's a six. All right. Um, you want to take a bite of this berry more than anything else right now. It feels like just magic. Like, the whole berry feels like it's made she, out of magic. She starts to hover closer and, while trying to snap out of it, but... And he and he hides the... He uh, puts the berry in his hand and he's like, like covers it up and he's like, You're gonna get close to me again? What? Aelin. I believe we have new information for our engagement. You're gonna get close to me, pixie girl? No. Yes? Good. And he tosses you the berry. That's called a good berry. Oh, she, difficult to she's going to devour it. <laughs> the other pixies are going to come rushing to you and try to devour it with you. Yeah, that's fine. Lick the juice off of her. <laughs> yeah, you see a very like odd moment of like pixies like licking the juice off of each other's faces. <laughs> <laughs> well, some interesting bait you got there, friend. Oh, you're the fisher prick, right? Yeah. What? Yes. What? Huh? Oh, you know, uh, your Gramps' kid. Old crotchety orc. Goes hunting. Right. Tells a pretty good story. Figured he was a fisherman. Anyways. Information. Okay, okay. I could trade information. Uh, how'd you get those potatoes? Points at the magical potato. I mean, you can explain that. I don't feel like it'd be smart to tell him this. Now, I do believe, friend, you originally agreed for these items for information. Now, I am willing to trade information for information, if that is what you wish, but there will be no snacks. Uh, depends on the information you want. I'm a business goblin, okay? I do business. So, equivalent trade. Typically, I make more than the other person, but that's... I don't care about that today. Uh... 
It's been so long since I tried to trade things. Well, today is your lucky day, because I seem to have very many things. What can I trade for your true name? You can let me eat everybody in your court, including you. <sighs> Never mind. Hmm. Wise decision. Does this goblin that I believe I know the name of consume the random cat that appears? <laughs> he would. But he's just gonna kinda he's gonna kind of like come over and sit down and be like pulls out one of those berries, puts it in his mouth, chews on it a bit, holds his hand out, and a fire a little fireplace is created. Like an actual fireplace, not like a campfire. <laughs> that, that is a party trick. What the I'm gonna put his hands out and he's like, Oh God, your bones get so old and cranky. This is a weird dream. Yes, very much like a fever dream, I, what, I would imagine. What exactly are you? I'm an old, very old, very fucking old goblin. Then how have you managed to even stay alive? Mm, probably had to do with... I think I got some left. So he, he, like, holds his hand out, and his hand goes into, like, this black hole in the middle of nowhere. Well, pulls out a bottle. This stuff, and you see like this little trickle of water underneath it. This kept me alive for a while. Pops Point. the cork and finishes drinking it. Point seeing the black hole appear immediately cuts off his hand because void magic. Damn it, no. <laughs> Not really. So, what information you want? Well, I would like more information on this forest. Is it a safe place? Well, eh. I guess I guess the deeper forest. Is that a safe place away from the Human. You want to go to the tree huggers? Why? They're all well, like happiness and niceness, and why the fuck could you ever want to do that? Because it appears that the humans are more like, ooh, that's an interesting breed of creature. Let me fuck it. Well, well, yeah, I mean, that's that's where half orcs came from. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so, uh, like, yeah, that's where half orcs come from. I mean, like humans are stupid, but they're really, really adaptable. So, like when magic goes away, half the other races are like, "Oh God, I'm falling apart." And humans are like, mm, "Whatever, we didn't have magic to begin with. Fuck it." But they are also like, "Let me consume this other race so that I may obtain their magic." Yeah, it's kind of like. When you're at the top of the food chain, you want to stay at the top of the food chain, and you keep fighting each other over it. So, the fuck do you expect them to do? Invent some nuclear weapon? How, how do nuclear? you know my pop? Oh, I, I see him sometimes in the forest. Completely disregards the nuclear question. <laughs> I mean, I guess that tracks, I don't... Hmm. I mean, like you know, when your you know when your pops came home with the that really, really, really thick meat. That was my gift to him, for sharing stories and being pretty good telling stories, even if they're not real. Like, huh. Still good stories. I'll give you that one. Boyd passes him the bread. You've earned your nummy nummies. He he just like <laughs> opens up and drops the fucking bread down his throat. Swallows it without chewing. Not bad. 
Not it's freshly a, baked, but not bad. It's a sweet bread that has a long lifespan. Hmm. Humans are ingenuitive little fucks. I am not a human friend. Now you're one of those lizard folk that come from across the sea worshipping the, the dragon that survived. Also not a lizard folk, but they are distant relatives. Mm. How the hell did a queen of the pixies end up out here anyways? I thought you all died in your ceremony to go back home. That was the others. Most of us left when we were discussing it. I'm not going to kill my people over opening a portal that's going to kill everyone except for the kings and queens. Mm. Besides, what, from yeah. what I hear, it didn't even work. No, it didn't. It just killed everybody. At least you were the smart one. How how do you know about this? Listen, Tuts, I'm old. But, I see a lot of things. But this is a lot of knowledge, and you're just some old goblin. Oh, back in my youth, I knew everything. I mean, like, everything. It's been a while since I could just, like, pop out of people's buttons and, you know... Open up a little pocket dimension doorways to come out of somebody's pocket. I can't do that no more. Co, uh, Co walks <laughs> over towards Boyd, takes a potato out of the bag, makes sure it's not glowing, walks over to the fireplace, tosses it in. All right, you toss in this potato, and almost immediately it, like, pops, it comes back out as some sort of, like, pie. Ah... <sighs> Oh, shepherd's pie, good choice. Uh, you got any meat on you? You can throw that in the fireplace too, and it'll it'll mix it up, and make it real good. Hold on. I've never had a dream like this. Uh... Hold on. <laughs> what if I do want a certain piece of information? It's gonna cost you pretty heavily. What do you, you accept pie? I prefer valuables or like interesting things. Most of that stuff's dead now, anyways. Okay. Do you know whom is the reason why our world became separated? Oh, uh, yeah. What was that guy's name? Tall, four legs, two arms, horse ass. Danix. Ah. God of peace and war, some shit like that. He started a big riot with the other gods and all kinds of hell broke loose. And eventually so you see our world is kind of like close-knit and gods kind of do what they want in our world and then there's the other worlds that have like bigger gods better gods that do what the fuck they want in their worlds and our worlds and anywhere they want danix pissed off the wrong person so that person put danix in a cell in the catacombs and then put the world around a ball like imagine like cutting a, a marble in half and like clamping it around the world and is there a way to reverse it uh i mean you could try to suck a god off i don't fucking know <laughs> then what is this god's name Ooh, we don't talk about names names are bad see the wrong name the wrong person shows up mm, not doing that again are you suggesting that your intent is to follow his hyperbole, his exaggeration. Hey, pixies? Fantastic in bed. They can make you imagine all kinds of shit. Galen rolls her eyes. I, I do not <laughs> believe that that would work on a deity, however. 
back to a serious note. Back to a serious note. Do we even want to free this Dan Danix? Danix, correct? Uh, good luck. Look, look, I tried to visit the guy. Uh, I can't get in. I don't think your little scrawny asses are getting in there either. No, but everything scrawny. can be made by deals, correct? Oh, yeah, I guess so. But listen, you don't want to try and make a deal with somebody who's smarter than you. It never works out. That's why I make deals with people like you. Because I'm smarter but, than most of you. I'm pretty sure I'm smarter to, than all of you. But was I about to ask, is that why you're making a deal with us? Exactly. So far from what I've heard, he's just given the information out without saying the price. Oh, no, no, no. I'm giving, I wasn't going to say anything. I'm giving you... What, what, what's a good word for it? I'm baiting the hook. Right, Co? Makes sense to me. Start shoving pie in his face. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic, Shepherd's Pie. Boy, it looks to Co. It would make sense in your dreams. Mm, mm. Wait, are you in my... Uh... You see, I'm baiting the hook here. Because when you ask for really important information, then I'm going to charge you. So we just have to fight the right question, then. But what will the price? Everybody, eh. I have a pretty good price for something. I doubt okay. how useful it'll be. How about this? You name me the price, and I'll tell you what I'm willing to tell you. I, 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 I don't know if I exactly agree with your logic there. Um, in this situation, I believe it is a seller's market. Um, I have goods to give and information. And you have the tail end. Hmm. So what you're saying is, you have this fantasy world in your mind where I actually need things from you. No, I could go up there to the stream in like seven minutes and eat a fucking fish. That's true, but if you do enjoy your story, how much do you enjoy a fist fight story? That sounds interesting. Are there like cyclopses, minotaurs, things like that? Oh, there definitely are, and he totally embellishes. Alright, roll me a performance check to see how good of a story you can tell. I got a 16. After you're done, he's like, what a bunch of hodgepodge. Kyle, you're better at telling stories, right? You fish. Fishermen are good at tall tales. Give me a good story. I'll give you some good, useful information. Hmm. You get advantage if you're going to tell a fish tale. Uh, I don't know. What's an interesting one? Uh, it was this one time sitting down at the lake. I don't know. Kind of an overcast day. Nothing interesting. Uh-huh. Wasn't expecting to get too much. Nothing was biting all day. Finally got a little nibble on the line. Figured it wasn't going to be anything. Smith like. <laughs> 10 minutes trying to pull something out from a lake. Finally reel this little guy in. It's about, I don't know, nay big. But his fins caught my eye. They, uh, <laughs> if I didn't know any better, I would have said they look like gold. So I wasn't going to eat it. But, um, <sighs> made the mistake of bringing it into town to see if someone wanted to buy it. Well, I wasn't paying attention. Some son of a bitch picked it off me. Yeah, humans are bastards. That's not a bad story. Got a real vibe to it. 
almost like it actually happened. <laughs> uh, I have a story. See. Oh, do you want me to give Co his his information, or wait and maybe get you some better information, or worse, if you tell a shitty tale? I'm concerned. Give Co his <laughs> information then. Well, there's this rumor that uh, there's a lake in the middle of a forest. Enormous lake. Probably like, I don't know, two miles wide, right? Uh, But there's a story that at the bottom of this lake, there's supposed to be this amazing fish with all these rainbow scales and Big old bulging eyes that uh, can grant any wish you ask of it. And that's a true story. That exists. This wish could be something like the veil gets lifted. You know? The void goes away. Fish is supposed to be able to grant anything. Might work. From a fish? Hey. That's interesting. I've seen stranger shit in my day, kid. All right, Pixie Girl, what you got? What are you more interested in, then? A price, and you decide what information you give me, or a story? Either. I'm a businessman of many tastes. Should I gamble on you, then? Oh, I like gambling. What if I give you my true name, and you are available to give it to one other individual as a prize, I guess. What do you want to know? I want to know where this lake is and how to get there. Not necessarily, um, how do you say? You say that we just have to find the fish, but I want to know how to catch it. Exactly. Alright, so that's a lot of information. But your price is pretty up there, so... I'll give you most of it. You give me some more food. Looks over looks over you, boy, and I'll give you all of the information. Boy looks to Aelin. And before we agree to this exchange, um, what does giving your true name to someone mean? It means I can call out her true name, make a deal with her, offer her a price. If she says no, then uh she then I can offer another price that's easier for her to accomplish. She says no again, I get a third chance. If I don't do it in three tries, she gets to name what happens and I don't have a choice. As long as I name something that works, it's fine. So either he can use my true name or say he meets another individual who, how do I put this, is bargaining with him. He can Uh give up the information of my true name to someone. I know exactly who I'm going to sell it to. Who? Why would I tell you that? Of course. I do not believe, I, I do not know if the, this price that you are willing to pay is something we are willing to exchange. It's something I'm worth. If this is a true story, then why not? This is the reason that I have been searching. And if they choose to use your name at the time of our greatest hour. Then she goes poof. You, don't, then, have a, you don't have a little pixie shooter with you. You have my court, though? Fact with her little needles. You have the support of my court. Are you fully understanding what you are giving away? Oh, absolutely. You hear, how about this? And you see Risa, Avor, Aimee, and we step up. We give you all four of our true names. And you give us that information. No. That 
And Reese is going to look at you and be like, yes, you're not giving away your true name, my lady. You are more important than we are. You have an entire court that depends on you. And someone can always take my place. No, they can't. None of us get along with each other. It wouldn't work that way. Will there four names equal one of mine? No, don't think so. Not worth it. And then you see all of the other summer uh, pixies come up and stand in line with them. So does the earth pixie. And he looks at him and he's like, that'll work. I get all your names. And I tell you how to catch the fish and where the lake's at. That's all you want to know. The true way to catch the fish. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I'm going to tell you its favorite bait. I mean, I got a question. I'm sure you're not going to answer it. Mm -hmm. Is it a place we can actually get to? Not easily. Then Hmm. I do not believe that this exchange is equivalent. I believe that we are being swindled. I disagree. Knowing how to catch a wish fish, where the wish fish is located, means you could do whatever the hell you want. You could make me forget the names if you got the fish. But that would be quite the waste. Exactly. Or you could wish to become a god. There's a lot that goes into this. But who's to say that once I attain godhood, I don't become the god of fish or the god of running diarrhea? Wishes are tricky like that, aren't they? How come you didn't just take the fish, then? I'm already a god. The fuck do I need a fish for? Which god? Listen, I'm way too old for you to know who I am. Yeah. I mean, you, prob- you probably heard stories about me anyway. Like, it's fine. Try me. What's your name? My name's Nob. Would she know this name? Never heard of Nob before. You've heard of a goblin named Gob who was, like, some great warrior. You never heard of Nob. So, do we have a deal? They are not my charges. Uh, Boyt is going to look around. He sees the summer court, the unvoided pixies. <laughs> and he's going to look at the other ones that are cling- that have been clinging to his uh, robe. Before we do this, I would ask that those that are following me and my cloak to enter contract with me. And they look at you, and one of the uh, the Earth Pixie goes, well, they have to give you their name for it. They're going to give you their true name. It's part of the contract. Then we have a simple exchange. It's not as simple. You need a place that's rich with magic to do it, or else it'll kill you. Boyd looks around. Good as any. If I give you Take- my true name, can you please at least tell me who you're going to give it to? Or at least what purpose? Eh, I don't need your true name. I want theirs. I like that deal better. And then I'm going to go tell the Winter King. Her eyes go wide. Everyone's eyes go wide. All of the pixies. And they're like, he's dead. Yeah, something like that. So you're going to give me your names and I'll give you information. Easy exchange. He kind of like tilts his head down. And they, one by one, start going over, whispering in his ear. And he sits up. All right. So first off, the fish is very, very partial to dragon meat. And I'm not talking about wyverns. I'm talking about dragon. And as far as most people know, there's only one alive. Technically, there's three that I know of. Okay. One of them's worshipped by some kooky dragon people. Motions to Boyd. 
The other two are in hiding deep under the ground. Can't find them very easy. One of them's in the mountains. Far north of here, over the ocean, there's some frosty island with a huge mountain on it, buried deep in that mountain. The other one lives under the ocean, really deep, it's supposed to be a cave, somewhere where there's a bunch of shipwrecks. My, my memory's not what it used to be. So, first, you're gonna need to get a fishing rod that can't break. This fish is a big sucker, packs a big punch. Second, you're gonna need dragon meat. Third, you're gonna need fishing string that can't break. Okay? Then, south of here, over the ocean, you're gonna pass two islands. The island on the left is gonna be, uh, well, some sort of big orc habitat with elves and all kinds of stuff. They hate humans. The island on the right. It's going to be a big human civilization. I mean, huge douchebags that kill anything that doesn't look like them. And then just past that island, there's going to be a really small island. About four miles wide. And the lake is in the center of that island. But it's supposed to be impossible to get there because something protects the island and kills anybody who gets near it. Well, I feel safe. We've given loads of information for the knowledge that some place that may or may not exist, you said it does, is basically impossible for us to attain. Um, then we need unbreakable string, unbreakable fishing pole, and the means to do so. And, dr yes, dragon meat, I understand, is the closest one to being obtained. I wouldn't mind the other two anyway. I mean... The dwarfs on this island are supposed to have some kind of unbreakable metal. If you get in their good graces, they might make you one. Dwarfs? Called I... Durandal Steel. Something like that. Others call it Black Iron. Interesting. I didn't know dwarves were still a thing. They're pretty well hidden. So can I have some more food? Yes, Boyd takes out the uh, two meat sticks and he goes into his bag. Would I still have the honey from home? Mm-hmm. Pulls out the honey from home. Now, I wish for you to sweeten the deal, and I shall sweeten mine. What do you want? Does the underground dragon, the one that's hidden in the cave, dwell near the dwarves? No, he's on another continent. But you should be able to get there if you go deep underground, go into the ocean that way. Under, under the ocean? Oh, yeah, there's a whole world underneath the ocean. I mean, like... Tunnels everywhere, and really, really fucking scary things. You know, the kind of shit you tell your children to give them nightmares. Um, no, that is abuse. We don't do that where I'm from. Oh, pussies. <laughs> uh, Boyd looks around. Then, yes, and he sweetens the meat sticks and passes them. He takes him and turns around and walks through what appears to be a hole that just appears. Disappears. Is the fireplace still here? It is. There's still a fireplace with a chimney sitting in the middle <laughs> of the woods. I throw three potatoes in. You get three shepherd's pies come out. Beautiful. Is this because um, I made shepherd's pie earlier? Jeremy's wanting it. <laughs> he wishes he could trade potatoes for shepherd's pie. 100%. <laughs> I'd buy a bunch of potatoes. 
When I wake up, I'd love to tell this story, but I know I'm not going to remember any of it. <laughs> He's going to wake up. It's going to be a fireplace. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, no. Boyt Boy totally plans on, like, encouraging Ko's thought that this was a dream. And y'all are going to... What do y'all do? Boyd is going to try to talk to the people he's trying to contract, but I'll wait until they do their things. Go, Aelin? I'm not completely 100% sure who exactly he's going to give <laughs> all of their names to, other than I heard uh, the Winter King, and that worries me. So she is um, worried now. That's all I'm going to do. Like, it's just worry. That's it. And think, how can I make this possible? What do I need to do? Yada, yada, yada. So by all means, do your thing. Ko's just gonna sit down, like, rub his head eventually, be like, I don't know, maybe I should have told the story of the freaking crab. The crab story. That's that's what you believe. Ah. Top. Excellent work. You definitely co continue to surprise me, friend. He's going to look forward at the pixies. Well, to business then. He's going to take out the wine mist, and with the smallest amount he can let out, let it into the ground to see how much that's gonna do to the ground. Uh, the ground blooms with flowers and stuff as it, like, branches out around you, around the um, fireplace, in about, like, a quarter of a mile. Is that enough magic? The fire pixies like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they go down and start eating leaves. Corks this bottle. And other pixie allies, you are welcome to the festivities as well. They're going to start eating. And he begins saying the spoken contract of where he's from and adjusting it where it needs to be adjusted. Okay, Weiss is going to kind of guide you along, and eventually each of them are going to tell you their true name. I will mm -hmm. send that to you. Um, as they do that, he is going to lift up where he lifted before and expose that he has a prismatic scale that does not seem to be his original embedded into his flesh. Mm -hmm. And have them touch it. They touch it. You feel weird, tingly. Feel all weird and tingly. Is that normal? Uh, something like that. The Earth Pixie did not enter into a contract with you. He's the only one of the uh, random ones that didn't. The Summer ones enter into a contract as well? Yep, and the Fire ones. <laughs> I am pleased to make your acquaintance, each one of you. I thought it was polite to speak people's true names, but apparently I have no idea what true names are. So, welcome. One of the fire pixies goes, your true name is the name of your soul, not the name you were given at birth. I understand. And if everyone knows your true name, it, it still has just as much power. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But that's where we're going to leave it for the night, ladies and gentlemen. I do hope you all enjoyed the weirdness of this session. And I do hope that you follow, uh, listen to some more of our crazy antics later follow us on Facebook and all that kind of stuff. And have a nice day. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.